0: Good morning. How are you? All right. All right. Somebody's really good. Uh, you know, I don't know if, uh, I don't know, I've talked with a couple people. I don't know if it's something in the air or if it's just this time of year or, or whatever, but this morning I, I was kind of feeling just a little discombobulated. Has anybody felt that way this morning? Just feel like everything just kind of wasn't, you know, maybe it was in the air or whatever. I'm telling you what, if you don't feel put together after that last song. <laughs> man don't that just bring it all all together so give the band a hand for leading us in worship that is awesome listen today is service sunday and before i uh, give a message i'm gonna ask uh, wanda davis she's gonna come wanda is our volunteer coordinator and uh uh she is yeah go wanda man you got a fan base that's awesome i'm gonna give you this microphone uh, Wanda is really just getting her feet wet and doing some things that we, we've asked her to do so I appreciate already what she's been doing so you may get um, you may get emails or you may get phone calls or you may get personal conversations from Wanda as a volunteer uh, encouraging you and asking you to step up your game, no I'm just kidding no. but I'm going to let her talk about her that's right, yeah. yes yeah. she said
1: Volunteer coordinator is of course a volunteer position. Donnie uh, asked me about this a couple of months ago and working with Shelley on the beth moore event and didn't feel like i had any bandwidth at, at that time so once that was over praise god it was a <laughs> wonderful event but it about killed some of us <laughs> uh you're going to be hearing from me about as he said volunteering uh Don, donnie and i met this past week and he said about 90 percent of the partners here volunteer uh Yes. Over the course of the three-month rotation, that means there's still ten percent of you <laughs> don't know who you are that need to step up your game. Uh, there are numerous positions uh, that can be um, that you could hold. I personally teach the four and five-year-olds, and honestly, that is a true blessing. Um, so we've got that today. We're focused on guest services, and there are a number. Of of positions and guest services. Uh, The Connections Cafe, today we've got Paula and Paul that are uh, taking care of the coffee, donuts, and so on. Uh, First Aid, we don't have anyone in charge of that right now. Thank goodness no one's been injured outside of, maybe in the kids group, a little (laughs) boo-boo, and of course a Band-Aid takes care of that, and we have those. Mm. Greeter, the folks at the door, and uh, at the doors coming in here, of course, are greeters um informational central i guess that's where i was standing that's right yeah the desk at the front uh table security we need people in security we have no one there and then of course the ushers uh, the people that take up the money Uh, so surely since we're focused on that today out of those six uh jobs we could use any help but again any position that you're willing to volunteer for, whether it's in Freedom Kids, um, set up, uh, band, uh, I don't know what we call you guys back, audio, visual, (laughs) back there where John is, I mean, where Mark is, Um, so we'll we'll take that. Um, One thing too, for the, um, and I, I know I'm going a little bit longer, but I've got a couple of things to say in the in the guest services uh, arena donnie is a team captain Teresa dockery is a team captain and uh, sandra Sutton. that's right is the other team captain so if you have any questions feel free to ask them you know they'll be glad to, to answer any questions of course any of the folks that are volunteering too i do have something that i want to read to you and i hope this this will touch you like it did me God has a plan for each of us. He intends the world to be a place of peace, justice, freedom, and love. Each volunteer we add to the team means that one more Christ follower is discovering the thrill and joy of serving, and one more need in God's church is being met. It is to God's glory when he works through us to accomplish his will for his church. And then finally, Matthew twenty twenty eight tells us that Christ did not come to be served, but to serve. He is our model volunteer. He volunteered his life on our behalf so that each of us could be free to serve him and each other, showing his love to the world. So, you know, pray about it, and if uh, the Lord touches you, volunteer.
0: Thank you, thank you. you can, and you can just have as much time as you want. One of the things uh, you can, as Wanda said, if you go up to the table there, just talk with her. If, if, if uh, the guest services is not something you think you would want to do then um, there are plenty of other areas I, I'm excited as she said and we've told you guys that we have uh, you know of our average attendance that 90% of you guys are volunteering on any given Sunday of our average attendance that's pretty awesome you know what I mean you guys are you guys are awesome and we tell you that all the time we can't do it without you and uh, we we thank you for doing that and know that you get blessed uh, as you do it as well All right. Hey, we are going to uh, start a series this morning talking about groups. Life groups are something that we've been doing from the very beginning. Those are our small groups where we meet during the week in people's homes. This is our only gathering as a congregation all at one time on Sunday morning. That's it. And we, unless we have a special uh, something like we'll be having baptism coming up, which will be awesome. And uh, those kinds of things. But as far as a worship gathering, this is pretty much it. So the Bible studies during the week, they're awesome time To get together to learn about god and i want to tell you some more things about those and hopefully uh, if you're not in a group hopefully today at least my goal is to at least put a little something in your brain that says you know what maybe i ought to try that out if i've never been in one maybe you've been in one before you took a break because there were some situations going on in your life and that's okay but maybe now it's time to jump back in and so i hope that that you hear some things Uh, today that will that will encourage you and help you uh, think more about what it means to to be in a group So uh, here's the the title of the series is rows and circles. So there's what I want you to think about uh, The difference between those two one's not necessarily better than the other We need both but when you think about rows what I think about is people being in rows, right? Like you are here today. You're you're in a row If you go to a stadium you're in a row, even though if the stadium's oval shaped or circular shaped, you're in a row sitting beside somebody. If you go to a concert, you're in a row, you're sitting beside people somehow or another. If you, uh, when you go to school, what do you do? You, you sit in rows, right? Your desks are in rows. And so, in, in our culture, and in, I think in our minds as far as it goes, this idea of being in a row has has a connotation of that that you're coming to sit and get information, right? If you go to school, you're you, you're sitting, the teacher is going to teach. If you go to a concert, you're getting information. It's often in a form of entertainment, but you're listening uh, as as you're there as to what somebody on the stage is delivering to you, right? When Uh, when you uh, do other things, like I mentioned, it's that same thing of the idea. When you're in rows, you often have to step over people to get to a seat, right? Excuse me, pardon me, pardon me, excuse me, excuse me, pardon me, right? And you had sometimes, that's why a lot of times the middle is empty. That's why we encourage you sometimes, if you come in first, don't just plop down on the end, go to the middle, and that leaves people where they don't have to go over you, right? So, but that's the whole concept, rows, right? You're going to get information. And, and the idea, a lot of times for rows, that when you're in rows, the idea is that you're going to be getting some kind of information. We're going to be giving information. Now, circles kind of gives a whole different connotation. Circles more is, is more of an inclusive thing if you're in a circle, right? If you're in a circle, if you go to a group or you go somewhere where the chairs are in a circle, You don't have to step over people to get to your seat. You can just pick a seat and jump in. Oftentimes the idea of being in a circle gives this idea that you've been invited into that circle. So you feel like you're a part of what's going on. So those are kind of some differences of, of, of looking at differences between rows and circles. And with circles, the idea of unity. So with rows, the idea of information. With circles, it's more of maybe an explanation or application of some kind of information right even people who um if any of you have ever been in any other type of support group when you go to a support group you don't sit in rows you sit in a circle and people talk about what's going on in their life and and you can participate and you can feel like you're a part of what's going on so the the circles have a more of an idea of explanation of information or or maybe even more application. So what I want you to do, I want you to think about, uh, you know, when we come here, this is more like being in a row. And it's good because you get information, you're able to worship, you're able, it's it's not that it's a bad thing. But if you think about life groups and then being a circle, the idea is there is another opportunity for you to apply the information that you've been learning, to be able to do something with it. So here's the statement that I want you to think about. Being in a life group helps you bridge the gap between information and application being in a life group helps you bridge the gap between information and application i don't want you to go away i don't want you to hear me saying that somehow or another if you join a life group then you're going to become some super christian and you know you're better than anybody else who doesn't belong to a group that's not what i'm saying i'm just saying chances are if we could do statistics and and look at things that happen in groups. The chances are that if you are in a group, it is going to increase your chances of doing something with what you know, right? I heard somebody say a long time ago, and I still, I thought it was true then, I think it's even more true now. Most of us are educated well beyond the level of our obedience, right? I mean, you know, for for a lot of us, if if you've been a believer for any period of time, If you've been involved in things, most of us, it's not that we just need more information, right? A lot of it is if we could just do something with what we've got, right? Have you ever thought about that? The joke is the the preacher who comes and he preaches the same message for, you know, four months in a row and finally the deacons call him aside and say, hey, aren't you going to preach something different? And he said, well, what I thought I would do is just keep preaching this until y'all start doing something with it, Right? So I don't, it's not necessarily that we all need more information. Information is not bad. But we can get in this habit of coming and sitting in rows and hearing messages and, and uh, reading books and doing things, and sometimes the application of that information is, is what's lacking. So in, in the church sense, a lot of times I think what's happened is we kind of we associate attendance with growth and we talk about coming to church and we talk about you know if I can just get there have you ever maybe you've you've been away from church for a while and you've even said hey you know what I just need to get back in church I just need to get back in church that's not a bad thing but we we begin to associate the idea of coming here in in attendance with learning something and and getting closer to God and those things certainly can happen but here's here's a, a newsflash for you, and I don't want to don't want to rock you out of, your, out of your seat. But listen to this: God's not interested in taking attendance. You know, I don't know that you're getting an at a boy or at a girl for every time that a seat is filled somewhere. It's not a bad thing. Don't don't hear what I'm. I'm not saying stay home and don't come to church when we're in a row. I'm not saying that. But somehow we've equated, if I can just show up, and maybe like osmosis, you know, if I just, if I just show up automatically, I'm going to be a, a better Christian. But you can get all the information that there is to have, but the idea is that you need to do something with it. So God's goal is not for you to attend more services and events. He wants a relationship with you. Now, if you can take my little analogy a little farther of the idea of rows and circles, God doesn't want you just coming sitting in a row somewhere at his table. He wants you to be in the circle around him to develop a relationship with him. He doesn't want you just to get more information. He wants to be involved in your life with the application of that information so that his relationship with you can develop. Does that make sense? Now I know probably, you know, you probably know that, right? It's not rocket science. But but just to make sure you know, you know, just showing up doesn't necessarily mean you're going to get anything i mean let's be honest uh whoever it is that, that that is going to be speaking i mean we're all humans and and limited on our ability to keep your attention and say things in a way that makes sense to you and you you know hit and miss sometimes you may come and you may get something really good one sunday you feel like it oh man that's exactly what i needed and the next sunday you might be struggling to stay awake you know and you get up and go get more coffee because whatever's going on you know it's I'll tell you, as a speaker, it's hard to keep people's attention for a period of time. Anybody who does that knows, so I'm not, I don't have this concept that every time you come that I'm just going to wow you and things are just going to be awesome. I mean, hopefully that'll happen, that'll happen from time to time. I and mean, my joke is, you know, a blind squirrel finds a nut every now and then, right? So hopefully that will happen. But the idea of just showing up, it's okay to get information. That's good stuff, but we want to be able to do something with that. And to know that being in a life group helps you bridge that gap between those two. So the issue is not where you go on Sunday, but what you do on Monday, right? It's not where you go on Sunday, I show up at church every Sunday, I show up at church. That's good, but that's not the issue. The the issue is what are you going to do with that on Monday through Saturday again, right? What is the application what you're learning now i've talked to some people who don't go to church very very much uh they've either just don't believe that church is a good thing or they don't think god's a a good thing as of yet or maybe they've been in church used to had a bad experience and they've just kind of dropped out because they got offended by somebody or something i tell you what i have never heard anybody say you know what um those people just aren't going to church enough. Or those people are just going to church too much. Right? They don't, they don't make a comment based on the amount of times you attend. What I hear is those people just don't practice what they preach. You know? We all, you know, everybody's a hit, right. The, great, the best excuse is I'm not going to that church. Just a bunch of hypocrites. Well, I, I say, yeah, chief. <laughs> chief one right here right it, it's you know i'm not gonna go there's a bunch of hypocrites well join the crowd come come be one with us because we're you know at some point we're all hypocrites but the idea is it, it doesn't matter we're not going to impress people and wow people just by saying hey you know what i didn't miss a sunday last year i mean that's good but what people especially at, who, who don't believe in god they want to see that there's a difference in our life so it's not not where you go on sunday it's what what we do with that information that we're receiving Uh, through the rest uh, of the week so if you can come and sit and get all kinds of information but there's no application then it's it's kind of useless isn't it so if you have your bibles turn to james it's going to be on the screen if you don't have a copy maybe you got you have it on your phone or maybe you brought a copy of the scripture uh james it's in the new testament if you're not familiar with that if you need to cheat and look at your index that'd be okay too James 1, 22 through 25. And it says this, But be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourselves. For if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, he is like a man who looks intently at his natural face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and goes away, and at once forgets what he was like. But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres being no hearer who forgets but a doer who acts he will be blessed in his doing now that's a, that's basically a summary of what i've been saying about we need to do something with what we learn right and james says that, hey don't just hear it you got to hear it and do something with it if, if you don't it's it's kind of crazy now this is a, a a little uh i hope you don't find this a little crude but this is the way that i think about this a lot of times it just communicates and maybe it'll communicate with you but here's the statement that I have for that is information without application is constipation, right? <laughs> if <you laughs> Cam said, "Yeah, it connects with me." If you get a lot of information, if you get a lot of intake, 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 and there is no output, right? You're going to be in trouble. So if 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 we just Swell ourselves up with information, information, information. I've been to this Bible study, this Bible study, heard this sermon, good sermon preacher. I read this. Did you hear, read the new book? Did you hear what so and so was doing? Did you hear what that church was doing. You got all this information. I'm studying theology and I know all the different. I know all this stuff, and it's input, 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 and there is no application of that. You know, it's just like it's just like going to a it's just like going to a buffet bar somewhere and sitting down and stuffing yourself. You know, and you you know how you, how you walk out and you're you're full and you and, and you know when you walk out and you say good sermon preacher you know next week come back in you're you're still full but you gorge on a little bit more and there's no output that just gets uncomfortable after a while right so the idea is and James is saying hey information's good but if you hear it you need to do something with it be a doer of the word so uh so here, here's a here's a good example or maybe it's a good example we'll see i've asked dylan if he would come up here and be my guinea pig this morning i have a i have a nice handheld mirror right here so you can kind of look and see if everything's okay anybody use one of these this morning maybe not this size but you you had one now just close your eyes dylan i'm not going to hurt you just just it's going to be okay just just close your eyes okay Donut. Okay, you can open your eyes. Now, I want you, if you would take this mirror and look at yourself, tell me what you see. Uh, chocolate. Yeah. On your nose. What are you doing with chocolate on your nose? I don't know. Okay. All right. So now, if if you just said, okay, hey, there's chocolate on your nose. Oh, great. Okay. Now, go sit back down. No, I'm just kidding. Come here. <laughs> All right. Now, this, by by being able to look into this mirror, He is receiving some information about his face, right? And and what he is seeing is there's something there that he knows doesn't belong. There's something that's unusual. It's different. There's something on his face. James says if we look into the mirror, if we look if we hear words, it's like looking into a mirror. And it's like he says it's like looking at our face and then walking away and forgetting what we look like. I think the same kind of thing would be. It could be information. Hey, there's the information, hey. I've got chocolate on my nose. Great information. Let me have some more information. Maybe I'll need a bigger mirror and I can see it better. Oh, man, that's a lot of chocolate on my nose, right? In order for the chocolate to get off of his nose and for him to take care of this problem, what's he going to have to do? What? It's not a trick question. The answer's not Jesus. What? He's going to have to wipe it off, right? He is going to have to actually Do something to get this off. So if he has information, there has to be application of the information. The information is, I have something on my nose. The application is, I need to do something to get that off, right? Okay, do you want to do that? Do you need a mirror to do that? No. Okay, you might. Now look, as a bonus, I want to give you the rest of this donut, and you feel free to just eat that right here in front of everybody, all right? Give him a hand. Good job. (laughs) Okay, so, kind of silly, right? But that's, that's the concept of we can get all kinds of information. It's good information. We agree with the information. We realize the information is true. But if we don't do something with it, then we're just kind of hearers only, right? So the application of that. So when we think about groups, and you say, why groups? Why circles? I want to repeat to you again. Being in a life group helps you bridge the gap between information and application when you belong to a group a small group and you're in somebody's home you're sitting around it may not be a perfect circle but you're not in rows you're sitting on couches and chairs and maybe around the kitchen table or dining room table and that is a different atmosphere than sitting in rows in the church and when you are in a group if you're doing a study you're getting information but you have an opportunity for application. And you can talk about how that applies to your life and you can hear about how it applies to other people's lives and you can get ideas from what God has done in other people's lives and you can share what God has done in your life and you can help and encourage each other like Ben mentioned that we encourage each other. That's a a better chance of being to actually apply the information. Now the last series we, we did was the One Another series, and we talked about a lot of things concerning one another, loving one another, encouraging one another, and those types of things. A perfect example of that is you can be in a group. Now, you don't have to do the study about loving one another or the One Another series, but now that you have that information about how you should treat other fellow believers, your small group is a place to practice that. That's the application of the information you have. Now, it's not the only place, but again, it increases the chances of bridging that gap, right? So you can do it with outside of being in the group. You say, well, I don't have to be in a group to be a Christian. That's true. I don't have to be in a group to apply what I know. That's true. You don't. I'm not saying it's the only way, but I'm saying it, is so, it, it helps so much to bridge that gap because if you're like me, which I hope you're not, but chances are in some ways you are, we have a tendency, especially when we come to church, is we sit and we get that information and, and we say, man, that was good. And, and, and it's not that you don't get some benefit out of it, but when you leave, life just kind of takes over. And by the time you get to lunch, you've almost forgotten what it was you felt like God was saying to you while somebody was speaking or while the music was being played. And so there is a gap a lot of times between the information and the application, and if we don't do something, excuse me, if we don't do something with that fairly soon, we have a tendency to kind of lose it or forget about it. Would you agree? Now, now I don't know, uh, you know, s- somebody tell me, you know, three sermons ago, what was the message? I hope you don't know, it's really a joke, right? You probably don't, you probably don't know unless you look back and you was taking some notes, Right? Sometimes I forget what I, on Monday, I forget what I preached about on Sunday. Something's like, I don't really think about it, right? It's, it's just, that's kind of the way we are at times. So the idea is that we have a lot of opportunities to get information. Coming here is one. And even when you go to the group, if you're in a group, you will have some type of information The groups will be doing studies. Sometimes they do video-driven studies where somebody else is doing the teaching, and then you can ask questions and talk about how that applies to your life. Sometimes it'll be a book study. Sometimes it'll be a study of the book of the Bible, and sometimes even life application of just hanging around with each other, and we call it kind of doing life together. Our life group met last Wednesday, and we had Low Country Bowl. Man, that's an awesome life group, right? We sat around... Uh, some tables and it, with a, with a canopy over us because it was raining. We didn't leave because because it was going to rain. Nobody didn't not show up because we were afraid we we're going to get wet. We were there, fixed the food, had a great time of fellowship, talking to each other, eating food. We didn't uh, have a Bible study. We didn't watch a video this particular time. We just sat around the table and I noticed as people were talking to each other and you get to learn more about people and you get to learn more about what's going on in other people's lives and maybe what God's doing in people's lives. And even if it's not what God is doing in people's lives, you get to to learn, hey, you know, there's something I have in common with that person. Oh, I didn't know they did this. I didn't know their child was doing this. I didn't know, oh, I, I know the person that they work with. There's a lot of things and a lot of ways that you can connect with other people. And that is a part of that application of the things that we know. Anybody ever taken a, you know, like a spiritual gift inventory? And you know what your spiritual gifts are? Raise your hand. Don't humor. Let me see. I, I really did want to know. Yeah, if you've ever done that, it kind of gives you an idea. Where you're, where's your gift in this? Where are the, where are the ways that, that God has gifted you? Guess what? That's information. When you get in a group... There's a way to use those gifts. You have the, the gift of hospitality. When you're in a group, man, you can shine there. You can serve those people and, and, feel, and know that you're using the gift that God has given you. If you have the gift of encouragement or the gift of helps or whatever your gift is, those gifts can be utilized in the groups. The gift of teaching or the, any, any type of gift, there's, there is more to it than getting the information. There's the application of it. So that's what James tells us in 1, and 25, that that we're doers of the word. When we read God's word, when there are things that we know we should do, that that we are able to try and apply those things to your life. Now, is anybody here perfect? Don't raise your hand, right? Heard somebody say one time, the preacher was preaching, and he said, there's nobody here perfect, and, and I know there's nobody here perfect. matter of fact, if there's anybody here that thinks you're perfect, raise your hand. There's one guy raised his hand in the back. He said, stand up, sir. He stood up and he said, "Are you? do you mean to tell me that you think you're perfect? And he said, no, sir, I'm speaking on behalf of my wife's first husband, <laughs> right? <laughs> so <laughs> that might take a minute to settle in there, right? <laughs> Guess he heard that a lot, right? So we're not perfect, all right? I'm not, I'm not saying, hey, all you have to do is join a group, and all of a sudden you'll just automatically be obedient and do everything God wants you to do. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that that being in a group increases your odds. It bridges that gap between information and application. Now I know, as I'm looking out and seeing some faces, I know some of you work some crazy schedules. And you might be saying, I would love to be in a group, but I'll just be honest with you. It's just not possible. It's not possible for me to get in a group the way that I work. And so I would just encourage you to check and see if there's a group that meets on a night that would be the most conducive for you. Maybe you can't meet every time they meet and maybe your work schedule only allows you to hook up with that group once a month or twice a month. But I would say that would be better than not going at all. So if your schedule is kind of crazy, get involved as best you can. Or maybe there's a way that uh, you know where, where your schedule is if we don't have a group that meets during that time or whatever. Maybe there's something you can do to, to look around and say, hey, there might be a one or two or three or four other people who are in a similar situation. Maybe we can kind of become a group of our own. So I think there are ways that um, that we can do that to be involved in the lives of other people and in these circles that we're talking about. Now, James tells us that toward the end of the verses that there, um, there's rewards and promises when we act on what we hear. Instead of just being hears. there are rewards for that. And, and um, and in Matthew seven twenty four, there's another verse, and then we'll look at James. But Matthew seven twenty four says, "Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock." Anybody here would you say, you know what? My goal in life is to be as unwise as I possibly can. I just, I just want to be dumb. I just want that's my goal. Just I, I want to make bad choices. I, I don't want to make good choices. I don't want to be wise. Right? <laughs> Y'all nudging each other, right? We don't say that intentionally, right? And James says, hey, you want, you want to be like the wise man who built his house on the rock? Be, do something with what you hear. Learn to start applying it. Learn to do something with the information that you have. And then James one twenty five tells us, But the one who looks into the perfect law, the law of liberty, and perseveres, being no hearer who forgets, but a doer who acts. He will be blessed in his doing. That's a promise. That when we take the information, we hear it and we do something with it, there's a promise that we'll be blessed. That word often is translated as happy, not surface happy like we think about being giddy and happy, but that contentment and the the happiness within that that just makes us have that peace of knowing, hey, man, you know, I don't always get it right, but but I'm, I'm doing what I'm trying to do the best I can I'm applying what I'm learning, and God says when we do that, we'll be blessed. So those are the things about circles, about being in the group. So what do I what all, what all want us to do? Well, here, here's the thing. We said this from the very beginning of when the church started. We want all of you to be in a group. We want you to be in a circle. I want you to be in a circle if you can't be in it but once every three months. I want you to be in a circle. If your schedule doesn't allow you to be a part of a group, and you can only hit it once every other month, I want you to be in a circle. I want you to be in a group. I'd rather you be there once every three months than not at all, because being in that group bridges the gap between information and application. So we want you all to be in a group, and uh, not for the sake of saying we've got a bunch of people in groups, but also like we've always said, we don't want anything from you. We want something for you, and I know my own personal life, my own personal experiences, that I have developed relationships, I have gotten encouragement by being in the group, and it does help bridge that gap between, okay, now I know this, now how am I, what am I going to do with that? We even met uh, somebody within our, our life group, somebody within that group, called some people together, and, and got like a subgroup to meet to talk about one particular thing that we just all needed to talk about and be encouraged with each other. And that's just good when that kind of stuff happens. We need that, I think, in our lives. So we want you to be in a group. Um, and uh, just to know, again, I've said it up maybe, I don't know, ten times, but being in a life group helps you bridge that gap between information and application. Write that down. Maybe you'll, you'll remember that. All right? Now, if you're already in the group, you're probably saying, yeah, 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 I know that. And if you're in a group and you see the value of that, it's like you're, you're in, Right? You're in. It's like you're you're gonna be in a group no matter what. You're you're gonna be in a group. If we don't if we end up somehow not having groups here, you'll probably start your own. You know the value of being in a group, you're gonna be in a group. It's like people who tithe and people who give. When, whenever somebody starts really tithing of their income and you get into that and you see that you're being obedient to god and you do what god wants you to do it's like all right you, I, i'm not doing anything else other than tithing i'm not going backwards now now that i'm now that i'm doing that that's just that's just the way it is and some of you are like that with groups but i would say some of you are probably you're kind of still maybe you're probably kind of still on the uh, you know you just don't understand how busy my schedule is I, I i do i know your schedule's busy i don't know that there's anybody nowadays that doesn't have a busy schedule People that are retired are more busy than anybody else, what I'm finding out. You know, if you think think it's ever going to get better, uh, it's just not. I think it's just always going to be busy. The good thing is we're in control of our schedules. So maybe there's some things that we need to change. Maybe there's some priorities that you need to change. And if you've got a bunch of stuff that's keeping you so scattered that you don't have time to be in a circle, uh, maybe there's some of the other stuff in your life that needs to be reevaluated. Maybe, right? So I know, uh, you know, it's another day of the week, and it's some of you might, I can't, I can't, I can't, and maybe you can't, but I want to challenge you. Don't just say that. I want to really challenge you to say, take a look. Take a look at your schedule. Take a look at your life, and if you've never been in a group, just try to be in a group. If you're in a group and you don't like it, then try another one. <laughs> you thought I was going to say, don't go, right? Now, try another one, all right? We've got several groups, and maybe there is a group of people that you might kind of fit better than others, but, you know, we're not going to be mad at you if you come to a group and you decide to go to another. Nobody's going to be mad at you. We're still going to be your friend because we want you to be in a group. So uh, I understand some of the things that go on, and I know they're real. I know they're real. We even, uh, you know, even child care, the church even reimburses up to a certain dollar amount to help you pay for child care if you have children, and children... Is an issue because I don't have anywhere for my children to go we'll help you pay for childcare that's how much we believe in in life groups and what we do so if you don't know that that's available to you we don't pay the whole thing but we do help a little bit and it'll take the sting off of it and maybe and make that possible for you so we want you to be in a group now again those of you who are in a group you know this but I just want to tell you what what are groups like let's say I haven't been to one and I come to one What what is it gonna be am I gonna feel awkward people ask me to pray and read the Bible and do all kinds of stuff that I don't want to do no I hope not if somebody embarrasses you or does that let me know I'd, we need to have a talk with the life group leader we don't do that kind of stuff we want you to come to the group but what you'll find is you'll find depending on the group there'll be 18 15 some groups we have uh up 18 up to 18 folks we try not to let them get any bigger than that but but you'll find a smaller group of people who hopefully, uh, my experience, will be very welcoming to you. Nobody's going to judge you. Nobody's going to ask you to, uh, to do anything that makes you uncomfortable. You're going to be around people who will be honest and open with you, and you'll hear that other people are probably struggling with some of the same things that you struggle with, and you thought you were the only person who was having to deal with that kind of stuff. You're going to find people who are Christians, who are realizing that, my life's not perfect and God's helping me through this and you'll be encouraged because you thought that all Christians just had it all together all the time and that might encourage you. You'll find people who'll be welcoming to you. I won't promise you you'll make best friends of everybody in the group for life, but chances are you will develop some more relationships with people in that group. The groups will be, uh, you'll do fun things like, like we did. You'll just, one night, Y'all might just have a big meal and y'all might just eat. And we've had a couple of pool parties and cookouts in my group. Uh, you may go somewhere. We went to the Greenville Drive game one time during the summer. But you'll do Bible studies. Sometimes you'll be doing a book of the Bible where you just read certain verses and come back. And y'all talk about what that means and how that you can apply that to your life. You might get to hear some good teachings from other people like Francis Chan and Andy Stanley and Craig Groeschel. And some of those people that you've heard speak, or maybe you've read those books. There's some great material out there, and the life group leader just needs to be able to put in a DVD and show the, the information, and then facilitate questions for the application of what went on. So I, I, would, I would say, I mean, if you haven't been in a group, and you decide to get in one, and you just have a really horrible experience, I would just be so surprised, so surprised. So that's kind of what you will do. The other thing, and I'm going to talk more about this next week, but the other thing that you will find is you've got a group of people who can do pastoral care with you, right? The thing that I've loved about this church from the beginning, it's the way that Cliff began and wanted it to be that way, and we've had it that way ever since, that the idea of there have been so many times when some of you, you've been sick or you've been in the hospital or there's been something wrong, the, the group that that person was in has visited the hospital. They've called around and prepared meals to make sure that that family has meals. And then they've called us and said, Oh, hey, did you know so-and-so was in the hospital? I didn't know that. Well, I just want to let you know, but our group's already visited them with them. We've already prepared meals for them, and we're going over and we're praying for them. Our group's meeting at their house uh, this night, and we're going to pray for them. That's happened you don't know how many times. And that is awesome well, don't the pastor have to do all the pastoral care? I hope not. Y'all are going to be cheated if you're depending on the pastor to do all the pastoral care. It's awesome when you can have people who are in a small group who really have gotten to know you, and they can come alongside you in a time of need and pray for you when your children are acting stupid, right? <laughs> and pray for you when you've got troubles going on and, and rejoice with you when things have gone well. It's awesome to have a group of people like that. You know, I, I can say as a pastor, I can say, listen, that's far more valuable than having a pastor who does pastoral care. Having a group who will take care of you is so much better than one person trying to take care of you. So much better. I'll talk to you more about that next week, about some of the other benefits of that. So, so he, here is the application of the information today. I want you to all go out and put chocolate on your nose. Dylan was the only one who got to experience that. Here's the application. I said earlier that Jesus is not interested in taking attendance, but he wants a relationship with you. And I realize there may be people here this morning, you may be, have been coming here or whatever, you may not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You don't even know, you don't even know what that means. What do you mean a relationship? To understand that, that Jesus gave his life for you so that you could have a relationship with him through him with God. That's awesome. And I want you to know, if you want more information about that, if you're thinking about that, maybe, maybe you've been coming, you're thinking about it, and you're exploring, and you're asking questions, and you're still not quite sure if you're ready to to really believe all of that stuff about the Bible and God. I'd love to talk to you. I won't push you. I won't coerce you. But I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to know what you're thinking, and try and help you think through that so that you can make a good decision about what God wants for your life. But but that is is the place to start. He wants a relationship with you. But let me tell you this. If you don't have a relationship with God, you're still welcome to come to the group. Matter of fact, we want you to be in the group if you don't have a relationship with God. Because hopefully, you will see in that group some people who do have a relationship with God. And you'll see people who are not only hearers of the word, but doers of the word. And that will make a connection with you. And that will make sense with you that this stuff is real. People are living this out. It's not just coming to church on Sunday and somebody just standing up spewing a bunch of stuff and nobody doing anything with it. So if you're not a believer, please join a group. We want you to be in one, all right? So here, so, so if you don't have that relationship, I would love to talk with you about that. And then for, for the rest of us, if, uh, if you're not in the group, you've been in the group but you've been out, groups are getting ready to kind of officially, we don't really do registration and kick them off anymore. Our groups kind of continue to go, but now is a great time to jump back in the group. All right. So either you haven't been in one or you've been in one and you've been out and you're ready to start back up. Here's what I want you to do. You've got that connection card, right? Where uh, Tom Green uh, is one of our ushers this morning, and uh, greeters, and he was the one at the door handing you the uh, connection card. And I kind of joked with him. I said, listen, I know people come in and when you try to hand it to them, they say, no, I don't need one. I said, force it on them kind of looked at me like, I said, no, don't force them, but I hope you, I hope you have one, if you don't, we've got some on the, on the uh, table uh, back here in the back, but here's what I want you to do, on that connection card, there is a little section that's got different, uh, about different ministries and stuff, there's something there that you can circle, that you can check about life groups, you can put your name on that, give us some contact, either a phone number or, a, um, or an email address, or both, preferably. And if you will do that, what I will do with you, I will contact you and I will send you information about the current groups that we have going on where you can contact those people. I will send your information to the group leaders that we have where they can contact you and you can make a great choice about which group you think might fit you best. And we would love for you to do that. So if, if you have a pen, if you got your connection card, hold it up. How many of you refused one when you come in, be honest? <laughs> Looky here. Thank you for being honest. All right. Shame on you. You know I'm just kidding. Um, all right. So if you have a pen and you're interested in that, here's what I want you to do. I want you to check that right now because here's what I know you'll do. You've got information about life groups, right? Oh, man, that's good information. That's a good message. Oh, those life groups, those things sound great. You know what? We need to think about doing that. I need to think about starting to do that. Yeah, I'm going to do that. And you're going to not check that. You're not going to turn it in. Nobody's going to contact you from the church because we didn't know you were interested. And three months down the road, you're still going to be saying, yeah, I remember that Sunday I had that message about life groups. I never did do anything with it. I don't want you to be constipated. I want you to have got information I want you to have application, right? So take that thing right now. If that, this has spoken to you, check on their life groups We'll get in touch with you. Nobody's going to twist your arm. We're not going to make you get into one, but we're going to give you every opportunity we possibly can for you to jump into a group and be a part of a circle and not just a row. Does that make sense? You can turn that in on that information table that Wanda will be at where you can also talk to her about where you'd like to serve either in guest services and other areas. And let me just say guest services while I'm saying that. Guest services is one of the easiest areas to get involved in serving. We don't ask you to teach or that kind of stuff. If you can smile, if you can greet people, if you can make coffee or slice a donut, you qualify. And right? So we would love for you to be involved in that. It's just a really good way to be able to serve. Okay, so so do that. Well here's what I want you to do. Would you pray with me? And the man's gonna gonna come up as we close. God, thank you for uh, today and for helping us to be able to look at your Word, to be able to look at what James says about hearing the Word and not just hearing it but doing something with it. And uh, Lord, I pray that you help us to learn to do that. Lord, I know in my life there's there's so much that I know. And sometimes, sometimes it just seems like it, I have knowledge, but then when I look, I, I think, I, you know what? You're not even doing anything with what you know. And I know that tension, and I know that uh, it's hard sometimes. But Lord, I pray that, that you have spoken through me today and that you have helped us all to see that if we are in a group, it's going to bridge that gap between just getting information and being able to, to apply it we have people who help hold us accountable and support us and take care of us and just being in that group to where we can do that so lord i pray as you've spoken to anybody here today that you help them to uh, be able to do that just take that step it may be a little scary they may not know exactly what's going to happen Maybe even if they don't know how it's going to work out, well, I don't know how I'm going to get there, I don't know what I'm going to do with my kids, or I don't know if my schedule's going to do it. Lord, just help them to realize they just need to take that first step and and then be able to work the rest of it out. Don't let them hold back and, and not even ask about them because they've thought of a lot of things immediately that just takes them out of play. So I pray that you help them to do that. Lord, for anybody here that doesn't know you, I pray that you've spoken to them. Lord, help them to know. Uh, that we love them and help them to understand how much you love them and what you want for their lives. In Jesus' name, amen.